Okay, so we continue along here, Bezer Hashem, still in the Psicha of Chavis Havavis Shara Bitochen. And we just did a, learned the paragraph last night. I want to go over it again and uh, bring a couple of new points from the side about this particular point that Chavis Havavis was talking about. So he said, that one of the benefits, one of the advantages of having bitachin, that someone is someone who is truly a baal bitachin, someone who truly trusts in no one else and nothing else but the one above. So then his whole attitude towards people, his attitude towards people is one of calmness. He's never faced by other people. He never has to flatter other people. He really even never has to worry what other people think, not of him, of not of, of a situation, when it pertains to his doing what he's supposed to do in terms of serving Hashem. And just to repeat this quickly, His bitochen will bring him. He won't come to serve anybody else, as if this person is a master over him. He'll never come to have to put his hopes solely in a person and somebody else that he needs that person to do for him. And he won't have to work towards finding their approval. Certainly he won't flatter them. And he also won't have to agree with them. If it's not something that is warranted by the Torah, it's not something that is supposed to be according to the laws of the Torah. Which means if someone is talking Lashonara, but this guy, you know, I've, uh, I need to come on to a favor for him, I, from him. I need, his, uh, I need him to speak good about me elsewhere. So now he's talking Lashonara, I should say, hey, listen, you know, that's not uh, allowed to be spoken. That's Lashonara. You can't say that. If someone is, is not confident that there's someone else in charge, if someone doesn't have to be talking that there's no one else that could harm me in this world, there's no one else that could help me in this world, if it's not so decreed by Hashem, then this person would not be phased by somebody else if the person doing something wrong, even as the Chavis Ababa says, even if it means having to rebuke this person at times, when it is so warranted. So, I want to just mention a couple of points over here. We'll mention two stories. One is a well-known story, and the other one is not so well-known. Okay, The well-known story is a Gemara. So, everyone should be familiar with the Gemara. The Gemara says... There was a person who came to Rav, came to Rav's house, and he was a pauper. Rav wanted to be a good host, and he said, tell me, what can I get you to eat? What do you like to eat? So he said to him, I usually have fattened chickens and old wine. In other words, very expensive taste this fellow had. I usually have good food and good drink. So, Rava was quite taken aback. 
He says, I see that you're really somebody who gets handouts from other people. Are you not concerned that you're really uh, putting undue pressure on the community? That uh, you have you ask for such expensive food when really you can't even afford it, afford it on your own? Omar Lay, so this pauper said to Rav, You think I'm eating from the community? You think I'm relying on the community giving me food or money to buy food? I get directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Tanina, we learned in the Braisa, The eyes of everyone looks to Hashem, and you give him what he needs in his time, and is exactly what this person needs. Not but says the Gemara. Hashem gives everybody exactly what they need in its proper time. And that's what this Ani believed, that's what this poor person believed. What happened in the end? All of a sudden, says the Gemara, All of a sudden, the sister of Rava came to visit Rava. She had not visited Rav in 13 years. And she came bearing gifts. And what gifts did she have? Of course, you could figure it out. The exact menu that this pauper requested. Omar, Rav says, What's going on over here? I haven't seen my sister in 13 years, and this is exactly what she brings. Says Rava, Nehneisiloch. Rashi learns, I've spoken too much. Kum achel. Go and eat, enjoy your meal. That's the Gemara. An amazing Gemara. But it certainly takes us back to the first paragraph that the Chavasavav has explained that the more we place our trust in others and in other systems and in other things, Hashem says, I'll let those things work for you. We'll see how well they do. And the converse is true. The more we place our trust in HaGadosh Baruch Hu, then HaGadosh Baruch Hu says, you just have to rely on me. I'll take care of you. And here this Ani, maybe he wasn't a Talmud Chacham. We don't know too much about him. One thing we know about him is that he fully trusted that Hashem is the one that provides for him. And this goes into the point that we mentioned last night. Even though certainly it came through the means of others. Certainly there was a messenger involved and he certainly thanked Rava and his sister for their involvement here. But in his eyes, in his mind, the food only comes directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that being the case, and he was allowed to be on such a level that he's not putting a burden on anybody else. A second story, this one again, not so well known, but I think Quite as powerful and brings out the point well. There was a, a wealthy individual, Rav Binyamin Dennis, who lived in Europe. He was once visited by Rameir Atlas. Rameir Atlas was the father in law of Rabbi Khanu Wasserman. So Rameir Atlas one time came into to uh this Rabbeinish, they called him, Rabbeinish Dennis, who happened to be, he was the father-in-law of Rabbi Avram Yitzchak Bloch and Rav Zalman Bloch. 
from Tells, the Rosh Hashivas of Tells. They, they perished, Rabbi Yitzchok perished at the hands of the Nazis. So this Rabbi Dennis would certainly support different yeshivas of people. So Rabbi Atlas once sat down with him and said, Rabbi I have something that's bothering me. I want to ask you. He says, go ahead, please. He says, you know, I come to raise money from you and you give me every time five rubles. He says, but I spoke with Rabbi Yisrael. That's Rabbi Yisrael Horowitz, the Alt of Nevardic. And he says that when he comes, you give him whatever he wants. Any amount that he says, you give him. So why the difference? So Rabbeinish Dennis said like this. He says, you don't understand. He says, when Rabbi Yisrael comes into my house, he comes in with his dirty clothing, whether it's winter or whatever the weather is outside, and he has his muddy boots, and he comes right in, tramps right over on my fancy carpets, and he plops himself down right on my fancy couch, and he starts telling me, you should know that the only reason you have money is only to do good with it, to only give tzedakah with it, otherwise it's worthless that you have this money. And when I hear that from him, it really, the whole value of my wealth goes down in my eyes, and I'm I'm just convinced to give him whatever he asks for. He says, on the other hand, you, Rameyer, when you come in, you're very proper. You wipe your feet off first. You take your dirty coat off and you sit down and you have... So to me, you give me such respect that you increase the value of my wealth in my own eyes. And therefore, it's harder for me to part with my money and therefore I only give you five rubles. Very interesting story, but the point is that indeed Rabbi the Altam Nevardic, we know, had tremendous, tremendous bitachin in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We mentioned he was the one of the few that never went to a doctor. That was the level that he was at. But you see, just an aspect of bitachin in terms of what the Chavos is saying over here. That the Altam Nevardic, to him, it was 100% clear, it was abundantly clear that the money did not come from any source other than and therefore his whole attitude towards people, he was unfazed by them. And, and we have to know this personality, that he can do such a thing and, and sort of get away with it. You know, uh, obviously it had to be with the right respect. Do, it says, Rebbe would be mechabed ashirim. The Gemara tells us in Ksuba, certainly Rebbe would give respect for the, for, the, for the wealthy who would do the proper things with their wealth and give tzedakah. But at the same time, Someone like the Alt of Nevardic, he he never saw the person as the source of the bracha. He never saw the person as the source of where he's going to get the funds for his yeshiva. And that being the case, he would treat everybody alike. And therefore it didn't faze him when he felt he had to say the certain words to this Rabbeinish Dennis. He said it the way it is, the way he felt it has to be said. But that's the that's the uh, idea that the Chavis of is saying. And that's why he says this, the wording of, that when one does have the Bitochen, he'll be able to remove the cloak of Big Day And as he won't be subservient to people. Of course, there is the idea of Akaras HaTev, like we mentioned, but even that Akaras HaTev has to be done with the sense of Akaras HaTev, the sense of gratitude to a person who's done me a favor, who's done me good, who's given me the help I need, 
It's Akaras HaToiv. But if the person finds himself that he's really more indebted and has more feelings of gratitude towards the person than to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then he knows he has to really work on his bitachin. Let me end with something that the that the Gro writes. A beautiful idea from the Gro. You could look, surely you could look it up afterwards. It's in the Siddur Gro that you have. Nisha Yisrael. It's on the first bracha. At the end of the first bracha, we say four expressions. Before we end the first bracha, we say Melech Oizer Umayshia Umogain. Now, first of all. These four really don't go together. Melech means Hashem is the king. Oizer, he helps. Mashiach, he, sell, he, he brings the salvation. Umogen, he protects. One of them is out of order. So actually the Rajba himself, the Rajba explains what we're expressing here really is three ideas. But we're preceding it by the expression of Melech. Hashem is the Melech, Hashem is the king. And yet, the king himself is Oizer, he's a helper, He's Moshiach, he brings salvation, Umogeni protects. But the Gro writes like this. He says the Bitochen is on three different levels. You could have a person who's involved in the, in the thing that he needs and he puts in some effort. He does some effort in order to gain what he needs to gain. That's Oizer. Then Hashem helps those efforts. The second level is He doesn't do anything. Brings the salvation. On uh, these first two levels is the Pasik that the Chavisavavis quoted earlier. Happy is the one, praises the one who trusts in Hashem. In other words, he puts in an effort, but he trusts Hashem is going to help those efforts be successful. And then there's a second level. Then there's another level. Hashem is Mizmavtachoy. He doesn't do anything and he relies that Hashem will just do and take care of everything. And then there's yet a third higher level. What's Umogain? The higher level, he says, is that a person will do something that would seem to be contrary to logic. He gets involved in something which seems to be that you'll get the opposite result. But yet he knows he's going to do this because he solely trusts in Hashem. That's Mogain. Then Hashem will be there to protect him. He says, this is the level of Arva Mavinu. That's where Anoichi Mogain Loch, I will protect you. And that's where we end the bracha Mogain Avram. I think this idea of the Grower is really underscored by this story of the Altum Navardic. In other words, though his approach to this wealthy person who he really was asking for money for his yeshivas would seem to have gone contrary to what a person would have done. It seems like the other Rosh Yeshiva, Ramea Atlas, had the, had the right approach. But here you see his level, the alternative addict's level was such that to him, there was the person who was a go-between the shliach was merely just that, just a shliach. He was just a messenger. He was a messenger. You know, somebody who sends you a check for a thousand dollars in the mail, and you get it from the from the postman. The mailman delivers it. You don't open the check and say, "Wow, I want to thank you, mailman. It's so nice of you. Thank you so much for bringing this. How can I? How can I thank you so much?" He's just a delivery boy. He's just delivering it. Obviously, he has thank the person who where it came from, the source. 
This is this idea of the Chavis Avavis. And when one truly gets to this level, he's unfazed by other people, he never is not worried about them, and even sometimes when he does something that will be contrary, but if he knows that he's doing the right thing in Avedis Hashem, he has no one else to fear but HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Agutenacht.